to all of you who have listened, shared and connected with me, thank you. I started Empower with Mahi because my deepest passion is for women to feel empowered. My new business, Organize Her, is no different. The tools we create are designed to give the busy woman back her peace of mind by helping her keep her shit together and get stuff done. Our vision is for women everywhere to feel in control of their lives, confident within themselves, and have enough time for everything that matters to them. And I am so excited to announce that Organize Her has officially launched and our productivity planner is available now at our website in addition to our digital moneymaker budget tracker. Those of you who have followed along throughout 2023 know how much time and thought has gone into these productivity planners and I know I am totally biased because this is my baby but I am completely obsessed with the planner and I know you will be too. Our website link is in the description organizeher.co and from the bottom of my heart thank you for inspiring me to fulfill my purpose for your ongoing support and for being a part of this journey with me. This is Empower, the podcast that motivates you to start living your best life as your best self. My name is Mahi Sorensen. I'm a former lawyer turned podcast host, content creator, and now your personal hype woman. Thank you so much for joining me where we chat all about growth, goals, and living with intention. No matter how life is feeling for you today, this time is yours, so let's make it count. Kia Welcome back to Empower. I hope you are all having a fabulous day wherever you're tuning in from. Let's talk mornings because nothing makes or breaks a day, at least for me, quite like the way that I spend my morning. And yes, there is definitely a cruel unfairness to the fact that some of us are genetically more inclined to be morning people while others are night owls. Especially if you are someone who, despite not being a natural morning person, really wants to take advantage of the morning routine and enjoy all the benefits that come with it. But if you find yourself making all these plans the night before and getting excited about waking up, you know, new day, new you, and then you inevitably wake up on the new day as the new you and... You just can't. You can't wake up at the time you told yourself you would. Your hand is on autopilot, switching your alarm onto snooze over and over and over again. And then you go through the rest of your day. And maybe it's not a struggle, but you know that it could have been better. This episode is for you. So let's talk about how to become a morning person and how it will change your life. And let me start off by acknowledging some privilege right now because. I am just lucky that I have always been a morning person. My dad is a morning person. He is a routine man and I am built exactly the same way. My mum, less so, like she's not a morning person by choice, but when I guess you spend 18 plus years living with two early birds, you adapt. But even though I have always been a morning person, it doesn't mean I have always been a productive morning person. Do not get it twisted. Just because some people are born with privilege, whatever that privilege is, does not mean that they are born with the skills to know how to use that privilege for good. That's learned. That is about building habits and finding strategies that work. And that's why when we're talking about mornings, building a consistent morning routine that works for you is like top tier real estate. That's where you want to be. 
But that's not necessarily what this episode is about. Yes, we will talk about it, but we're actually taking it back a step and talking about how to become a morning person in the first place. Because there is no point trying to set up a perfect morning routine when you can't even wake up on time to start it. Or maybe it's a real struggle when you do. But why should we care? Why does this even matter? Let's talk benefits. I would go as far as to say that in the last month, I have had the most productive mornings I think I have ever had because I've switched up my morning routine and it's changed everything. And I do have an episode on morning routines. I think I recorded it like last year where I talked about my morning routine at that point and the gym was a really big part of that. Lately, I've actually swapped that out for walking the dogs instead and getting in most of my daily steps and what a difference it's made. Even better because it's habit stacking, because I need to exercise. I also need to make sure that the dogs get their exercise. And so doing it all in one go is the best feeling. And I feel like that's the intention of anyone, you know, when you're trying to convince yourself that it's worth getting a dog, you tell yourself that you're going to exercise. It's just a good incentive to exercise. It doesn't really work like that, but in this case, it's working very well for me. And what I can say with full certainty, like with my chest, is that the shift in my morning routine has absolutely increased my productivity and overall well-being and my mood and just everything. But I know that's just my experience. So beyond Mihi on the podcast saying that it feels good to wake up in the morning and start the day, right? What are the research-backed benefits of being a morning person? Research suggests that early starts are associated with improved mental health, productivity, higher life satisfaction, better focus, higher energy levels, more capacity to deal with stress, decreased risk of diabetes, obesity. And if you think about it, waking up in the morning and being a morning person actually gives you the opportunity to enjoy your morning instead of rushing. And more often than not, if we start the day in chaos, it sets the tone for the rest of the day and we don't want a chaotic day. Sometimes it's unavoidable and sometimes on the very odd occasion, a chaotic day is enjoyable, <laughs> a little bit fun maybe, but chaos leads to stress and if we can avoid that, then we should. And while being a morning person might come naturally to you or not, becoming an effective morning person or a productive morning person or quite honestly just a morning person that feels good about being a morning person has nothing to do with genetics and everything to do with habit, which is good to know because that means that it is absolutely possible for you to become a morning person and a morning person that wins the day. And the only thing in between you and that lifestyle is building the habits to get you there. So let's get into these strategies. As many of you know, I have a desk standing desk and I love it. I am at my desk pretty much all day, most days, and hand on heart, it is one of the best investments I've ever made. And with my under desk treadmill, I can seriously hit 10,000 steps a day in less than two hours without leaving my office. So I'm not joking when I say I cannot imagine life without it now. The good people at Desk have given me a discount code, which will get you $40 off any Desk desk purchase. That code is Mihi, M-I-H-I, plus you get free shipping New Zealand wide and a 10-year one. Warranty. So make sure you head over to their website, desbird.co.nz, and check them out. The link is in the description. Number one is making incremental changes. First of all, you don't need to start waking up at 5 a.m. if 7 a.m. is already a push for you. 
If we are talking about habits and we want them to be sustainable and achievable, we need to start slow. So instead of trying to jump out of bed two hours earlier, start by gradually shifting your bedtime and or wake time by 15 to 30 minutes earlier each night and each morning until you reach your desired wake up time and try to keep it consistent. So this includes weekends typically, but if you can't do that, if you are a party girl, start with Monday to Friday and see how you get on and notice how you feel. If it doesn't feel right, don't force it and maybe try shifting your bedtime and wake time by 10 minutes instead or just doing one or the other. It's a bit of trial and error, but the most important thing is that you implement change at a pace that you can manage. Otherwise, it's not sustainable. And I feel that way about pretty much anything, especially when it comes to habit building. I know that there are people out there that think this approach is too soft and that sometimes you need to just force yourself to wake up at 5am sometimes. Sure. And maybe that works for you. It works for me sometimes. But the only way to gauge if that works for you is to look at two things. Number one, whether you can do that consistently. And number two, whether that's something that you feel good about. Because I could wake up at 5am every day for a week, but if I'm forcing myself to do that and I'm exhausted, it won't feel good. It'll probably set me back. So it's just about being realistic about what works for you. Number two is having an incentive to get up because why would you be motivated to wake up any earlier than you already do if there isn't a reason for doing it? I've found too that working from home has like unexpectedly made this harder because when you have to be in an office by 9am, you only have so much time until you need to be out the door so that you can travel to the office and get there, you know, when you're supposed to be there. When you work from home, anything is possible. And I... (laughs) I work from home like 95% of the time, so I've had to give myself a reason to wake up early by creating my own schedule and routine. So for example, I know that if I don't wake up by 6am at the latest, I won't have enough time to take the dogs for their walks, to come home, to have breakfast, to go to the gym and be back in time to start working on, say, a report by 9 o'clock. And I need to start doing that report at 9 o'clock because Maybe I've got a busy afternoon and I won't have a chance to get to it then. And the reason that all of this matters is because not waking up at the right time will mess up the rest of my schedule and something will suffer for it. And realistically, like that was just an example, but if that was a real life scenario, like if that was me today, I would skip the gym and I would feel sad about that for the rest of the day. Not because I love the gym but I love the way that a good train makes me feel at the time and for the rest of the day. It helps me focus. It helps me think clearly. And so if I skip that, I will be slightly less focused and have a little less clarity when I'm working on my report and when I'm in my meetings in the afternoon. And that will be frustrating for me. So the entire reason that I'm waking up at five or six or whatever time it is that I'm set on is because I want to have a fulfilling, productive and satisfying day. That's my incentive. So you need to figure out what yours is and then keep that in mind when you're feeling very tempted to hit snooze because there is a domino effect and you will pay for it later. And I know that I can be a bit intense. So maybe your incentive is just to have 15 minutes to yourself before the rest of the house wakes up. Whatever your incentive is, keep it front of mind. Do not forget it. 
because if nothing else, that is your reason to get up. Number three is be intentional with your routines, morning and night, because it's not just about the morning routine. It's not just about what you do as soon as you wake up. It's also about what you do before you go to sleep. And I know the concept of a morning routine or an evening routine can feel intimidating because it feels like you have to do all of the steps and it's overwhelming. But sometimes an evening routine is just having a big glass of water and putting your phone down instead of falling asleep dehydrated with your phone in your hand. And yes, I know that the rule is supposed to be no screens for an hour before bed. And if you can do that, please do that because love that for you. But I'm realistic and I know what most of us are like. It's 2023. We're all stuck to our phones and trying to force yourself to have a morning or an evening routine. Again, that doesn't work for you. is just setting yourself up for failure. So that's your evening routine, potential evening routine. Morning routine could just be also having a big glass of water and making your bed. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and scary and a million steps. Just commit to a routine and be intentional about it. Even for me, I'd say like 50% of the time, I still naturally grab my phone when I wake up because I used to always do it. And I know it's not the best thing to look at the screen, but I used to do it all the time, religiously and mindlessly. So now I get it right 50% of the time and enjoy the first hour of the morning without screen time. But even when I do open the phone, inadvertently most of the time, I realize pretty quickly that this is a habit that I'm working really hard to break. So it usually doesn't take too long for me to just find whatever it was that I was looking for in the first place and then putting the phone back down. What doesn't happen anymore is the mindless scrolling first thing in the morning. And that's a win for me. Also, make your morning routines and evening routines ones that you actually look forward to and include within them things that you actually enjoy or things that actually make you feel good. Because if it feels like a chore, like many other things, it's not going to work. Number four is create a sleep conducive environment. This one's funny to me because I didn't realize that there was such a spectrum of people who sleep better in vastly different environments. The general recommendation is a room that is cool, dark, and quiet, but I know that everyone is different and it's hard (laughs) when you share your bed with another person. My partner's been overseas for three months now, and in that time, I have slept in my perfect, uninterrupted environment, and it has been bliss, because I need pitch black, deathly silent, (laughs) freezing. (laughs) Those, you know, like that's, those are my perfect conditions. My partner, on the other hand, his preference is falling asleep to movies, so it's pretty much the total opposite, noise and light and just like my worst nightmare. So you can imagine it was... (laughs) the source of many family feuds in this household before he went away. And thankfully there is no longer a TV in our bedroom and I plan to keep it that way when he gets back. But yeah, it's, it's hard when you share a sleeping environment with another person. Maybe there needs to be a compromise, headphones, earplugs, sleeping masks. Another helpful tip in relation to creating the right sleeping environment is placing your alarm strategically out of reach. For many of us, that's our phone. So placing it somewhere that requires you to physically get up and turn it off. Firstly, that helps you wake up at your planned time because once you're up, most of the time, you're a lot less inclined to hit snooze and jump back into bed. 
And secondly, it also keeps your phone further away from your bed so it's less likely to be a quick distraction when you're supposed to be asleep, when you wake up in the middle of the night. And that all contributes to creating a sleep-conducive environment. And then lastly, number five, protect your sleep quality by limiting alcohol and caffeine plus increasing your hydration. Perhaps a no-brainer, but it's best to avoid caffeine and any stimulating substances in the evening because it disrupts your sleep quality. At an absolute push for me, I could go a coffee at 4pm with the intention that I am staying up later than normal. But I think the general recommendation is having your last coffee, I think it's at 2pm. Now that I've said that it could be 11am, but like, let's be honest, 2pm. Okay, let's settle for 2pm. As for alcohol, I don't really drink a whole lot. Like if I was to average it out maybe five times a year, and usually it's no more than three drinks at a time. I've never been a drinker. Alcohol makes me feel sick. But when I do drink, it's usually in the evening if I'm out for dinner or drinks with friends. And I tell you what, if I have two or more drinks, I suffer for it at around 1am or 2am. And it's not because I feel unwell or because... I'm still out because bedtime is 10 o'clock. You know what I mean? I'm home by then. But like clockwork, I have a terrible sleep if I drink alcohol in the evening. And it doesn't matter if I eat food. It doesn't matter how much water I drink. Alcohol really messes up my sleep. And I feel like it never used to. Or maybe I just didn't care so much. But anything that messes up my sleep, not okay. Big no-no in my books. Although... If we are talking about stimulating substances, we probably need to acknowledge that sugar fits into that category too. And of course, limiting sugar intake in general is just good for you, much like doing the same with alcohol and caffeine. But as a sugar addict, honestly, that is partial to a sweet treat in the evenings. You know, be realistic about what works for you. And it doesn't matter whether your vice of choice is alcohol or caffeine or sugar always hydrate. Drink as much water as is humanly possible at all times. That's just a life tip. In fact, drink some water right now, please. It is the most important strategy of life ever. (laughs) Anyways, that is about all I have for you today. Win the morning, win the day. And if you do decide to implement any of these strategies yourself, please flick me a DM or an email and let me know how you get on. I love connecting with you and hearing how you're doing. Honestly, it makes my day when I receive your messages. Also, I'm hoping I'll have a little bit more information for you on the Productivity Planner, ETA, what to expect, all of that good stuff in the next week and a bit. And of course, that planner will also be the perfect tool to help you get your habits in line, keep your days productive, lock down your morning routine. I am very excited about it. Not only because I'm excited to share it with you, but to be honest, I'm excited to start using it myself. (laughs) But I digress. On that note, I will love you and leave you. Have a fabulous week. I appreciate that you have taken time out of your day to listen to me. So make sure you do something kind for yourself today and I will chat to you next week. 